0: Yo, Nate B, what's good? This is Le'Veon Bell, checking in on another 17 weeks, you know.
1: (laughs) Welcome to 17 Weeks. This is the show that gives you the real-time perspective of NFL stars living through the weekly grind of the season. They give us real player talk, unfiltered, unrestricted, and of course, uninterrupted. This week, we have a special Thanksgiving episode for you, starting with Cole Beasley of the 8-3 Bills, He grabbed another TD Sunday and looks to capitalize on Buffalo's momentum on Thanksgiving against
2: his former team, the Cowboys, in the Big D. As long as they're not playing us, they can have a good game, but I hope they play the worst game they've ever played in their careers this game. (laughs)
1: As always, we got Lev Bell in New York. His Jets are cooking. We'll get to that in a bit. But speaking of cooking, Lev tells us all about his favorite dish his mom is cooking for Thanksgiving.
0: I know there's going to be about half people who love this answer, and there's going to be half people who don't, but Chitralinks. I love Chitlins.
1: In Los Angeles, we got Jalen Ramsey. Jalen popped by the uninterrupted studios to sit down with legendary shoe surgeon Dominic Chambroni to talk about creating custom shoes and cleats for sports and music's biggest stars. Quick backstory, man. I've been blowing this man
3: DMs up. He probably tired of me. <laughs> he, he posts them. I'm like, yeah, I need that one. I need that
1: one. I need that one, too. Plus, our guys tell you what they're thankful for. This is 17 Weeks. Quick time out, 17 Weeks is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. New episodes drop every Thursday and you can listen to them on demand on SiriusXM or for free on the Pandora app. 17 Weeks is now available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, and share the show on social media. All right, let's get to the show. The Bills are off to their best start in 23 years. And our guy, Cole Beasley, has helped elevate their offense.
2: We feel it, man. We know what we have. We just got to put it all together. So we love all the guys that we have in the locker room. And everybody uh, has a special bond with each other. And um, we're a real, a real tight and close group. So, I mean, it definitely helps that you're winning. So uh, it makes it easier to go to work. It makes it fun to go to work. And, and you know, everybody's just having a good time right now. And we're just enjoying playing football. You know, I was, I was telling one of the coaches towards the end of the game when we knew we were about to win, and I was like, I don't know how many times I've actually been eight and three. I think it might have been twice in my eight-year career. So, you know, we know we know there's still work that needs to be done, but we also need to kind of enjoy and just kind of know, like, what kind of position we're in and how hard it is to get to where we're at right now. So, you know, it's a, it's a cool feeling to be 8-3 and three and win that many ball games in the NFL. But we got to keep it going one game at a time and, and stay focused so we can keep it rolling. Cole is playing in a homecoming game in
1: Dallas on Thanksgiving. Now we're looking out for him to have a big game up against his former team.
2: You know, really just excited to catch up with guys that I've spent a lot of time with when I was there. I want them to do well every game besides this one. I mean, I want those guys to have success. They were my friends. They were my teammates when I was there, but now I'm not on the team anymore. So as long as they're not playing us, they can have a good game, but I hope they play the worst game they've ever played in their their careers this game. <laughs> other than that, I don't I don't have any feelings right now other than, you know, just getting prepared and, and trying to make sure I'm... I'm you know, where I need to be mentally for this short week and being ready for this game and then just getting my body right as well. You know, that's, that's more of what it's about for me this week right now. I don't know. I, I don't think I've had enough time to even even really think about it other than I'm just trying to get my body right and, and make sure I know the game plan and know my assignments for my teammates right now.
1: The Jets took on a solid Raiders squad this week at home and came away with the upset W, their third win in a row. Le'Veon Bell had a ridiculous one-handed grab early in the game.
0: All week in practice, you know, Sam did, really didn't throw me the ball. Uh, <laughs> Sam didn't throw me the ball week in practice, and for some reason, when we broke the huddle, when we ran it in the game, for some reason, we broke the huddle. I just knew he was going to throw it to me, you know. And um, as a running back, you know, that's not, you know, that's not really considered a receiver. But me being a running back, you always want to have every, every opportunity you get thrown the ball, you want to catch it, you know. And um, Sam threw a, a perfect ball. You know, he threw it like right over twenty-one's um, shoulder, you know, and I just kind of showeded him off. And then when I did, I felt like I jumped a little too early, so I had to just hold one arm up there, one hand up there to try to stop the ball a little bit. I ended up, you know, bringing the ball in. You know, that was great a great throw by Sam. You know, Sam put around the money, had confidence, that I was gonna catch it. And as a running back, like I said, I want to make sure I catch every ball that he throws me because I want him to keep coming back to me.
1: But it wasn't all smooth sailing for the Jets. The Raiders faithful were out in force, booing gang green in their own stadium. Liv, what did it feel like?
0: We went out for warmups. So many Raider fans out there, and, and we ran out, and those guys were, like, booing us, like, crazy. Like, it was a crazy, like, loud boo. Like, I felt so disrespected. Um, Obviously, we're at home, you know, and I understand, you know, it's, it's teams like, you know, the Raiders and, like, the Steelers and the Patriots and stuff. They travel well. That was just, you know, outrageous, the way the, the Raiders, you know, travel. You know I mean? It was crazy, and they booed us, and it was—I felt really disrespected in my home turf, so— I did everything in my power to make sure I went out there and played tough.
1: Jamal Adams heard the booze too and made sure everyone in the Jets locker room was ready to answer the booze from those Raiders fans.
0: If guys wasn't aware of what was going on before Jamal touched on it, you know, after we all got together, they for sure were aware after. And it was crazy, you know, I mean, I'm not going to blame, you know, the Raider fans and Raider Nation for the way they travel, but just the booze, I felt like was unnecessary. And that's why, you know, (laughs) I was a... Talking to a couple fans, like a couple Raider fans before the game even started. I, and I was just talking trash back saying, hey, make sure y'all stay here the whole game. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there saying, make sure y'all stay here the whole entire game. It was like at the end of the third quarter, I started seeing those fans that I was talking to. They start going up the stairs and I start running over to the sideline. And I'm like, nah, nah I told y'all to stay the whole game. Remember, I told y'all to stay the whole game. Because the game was over at that point. So everybody just want to start walking away and leaving. I'm like, nah, y'all can come back and watch all the, the whole game. You can watch the whole, the whole whooping. It was a good feeling, you know, to be able to do that.
1: One of the biggest stories around the league this week was Bills' running back Frank Gore passing Barry Sanders to become number three all time on the rushing list.
2: Yeah, I told him after, after he kind of he passed Barry, I was like, I was like, I mean, I was kind of joking with him, but I was like, man, how's it feel to be a legend? You know what I mean? Uh and you know he's he's a humble dude. He just grinds and keeps his head down and work. He doesn't he doesn't really he's not like a super arrogant dude or anything. He's real humble. And uh, you know just to get to see him, you know a guy that's done it at the highest level, just to watch him day in and, and day out is is really something to learn on and something unique um, that you get to experience as a player. I mean you you get to see how dude has, who has done it at the highest level for a long, long time, how he approaches each and every day, and that's that's something that a lot of people don't really get the privilege to do, and um, I'm, I'm happy uh, my teammates and I have, have gotten to kind of witness his greatness and, and see why he's great. Here's what Lev had to say about that.
0: I hope I can play another eight, nine years how Frank Gore has been playing, because he's really changed the whole Outlook of how people look at running backs and saying they can't play at an old age because he's obviously doing it. I and mean, when I say old age, i send in quotations just because of the fact that like people say, you know, when you hit 30 or 31 as a running back, you're getting old or you're old. But you know, he's doing it at, what 35, 36, playing at a high level still. Everything that he's getting, he deserves.
1: After Lamar and the Ravens beat the Rams Monday night, Jalen was ready to spend some time with the family. For Jalen, this is the first year spending Thanksgiving in Los Angeles now that he's a member of the Rams. So what's the plan?
3: My mom's gonna come in town. My daughter, and then I think my lady and her parents are gonna come in town. We all gonna do a little Thanksgiving here in LA. Thanksgiving be fun, and if yeah, if in town, and of course DJ invited to all the family festivities. DJ and Casey, whoever, really out here.
1: Thanksgiving is a big day for NFL players. Whether you're spending it with your family or on the field with your boys, where all of America is checking you out for Cole. It's been a long time since he wasn't
2: working on Turkey Day. Dallas, I played on Thanksgiving every year. I was actually hoping that I wasn't going to play on Thanksgiving this year since I was on a new team. I was like, man, I'm going to actually get a real Thanksgiving, see my family. It's going to be sweet. But then they're like, oh, you play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, of course. Then my wife said it's because of me because I was yapping too much. She's probably right. Last time I had like a, a real Thanksgiving was probably in college. Maybe, might not even have had him now. I don't remember, dude. I, it's so long, I can't remember. How about you, Lev?
0: This year for Thanksgiving, um, I actually won't even be with my family because, um, obviously, we got to practice and things like that. Then we play away in Cincinnati. So on the actual day of Thanksgiving, I won't be with my family. But we're gonna do Christmas big. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna be with my. We're at home for Christmas, for Christmas week, uh, Thanksgiving. I won't be able to spend too much time with them, but. It's still going to be fun for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure probably Wednesday night, Thursday, um, I'll make sure that I get, get some good meals in because uh, we still got practice on Thursday.
1: Lev has played a few Thanksgiving Day games, and he had a story to tell about one of those games with the Steelers a few
0: years back. I'm playing two Thanksgiving games. My rookie year, I'm going for a game-winning touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. It's crazy because I wasn't down or anything, so I'm crossing the goal line. I'm not down. You know, I cross the goal line, I'm not down or whatever. But my helmet comes off before I cross the goal line, right? Till so my helmet comes off, so they mark me down when my helmet falls off. at. That's, that's when like the rule with the helmet popping off. at, like if the runner helmet pop off, that's when they're down. Like right when the helmet comes off, or whatever. So that was like a big like a big thing at that time. So I remember I got I, this. This basically I remember. I'm making a long story short. I got knocked out for no reason. <laughs> that's basically what happened. I'm sitting there going for a touchdown, game the touchdown. I get knocked out and they did give me my touchdown. All right, so when it initially happened, I got hit, and then when I understood everything was kind of going on, I was kind of walking away. Like, I was, like, I was, like, walking off to the sideline, but I don't necessarily remember, like, me dropping the ball or, like, them talking to me when I was on the ground. Like, I just remember trying to cross the goal line, and I, I get up, and then next thing I remember, I'm, like, walking to the sideline with, like, the trainers, so it was, like, a little blur. Like, it was, like, something like fuzziness in that point, in that moment. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I, I know exactly what happened with the helmet and everything because I watched the film, and I was, like, such a big thing at that time. So I knew exactly what happened just because I heard it on, the you know, ESPN and, like, when we watched the film the next day and things like that. But I, I did turn out to be okay. I, I mean, the next week, so we played on that Thursday. The Sunday go by. Then that next Sunday, I was good enough to still play. You know what I'm saying? So um, it wasn't too much of a because it was like a minor, some something minor. I was okay, you know, and, and, you know, thank God I was.
1: I played on Thanksgiving when I was on the Lions. I believe I went one and two, but that one victory, ooh-wee, we was kicking ass on the field and cooking food in the kitchen. Out of those four years, three of those four, we weren't in contention for a playoff run, so to be on the big stage with everybody watching, like, it was the closest thing we got to playoffs. Um, you have your family in town, so that's exciting. And then you know the whole world is watching, so you want to show up and show out. But then the best part is, if you eat on the field, you can eat it after the game. And I remember we were playing the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers might have been banged up. And I just thought to myself, we're going to kick their ass. Like, there's no doubt about it. This is going to be the best Thanksgiving ever. I left the house, food smelling like it's going to be delicious. So... That aroma was stuck in my nose all day long. And I knew if we get this dub, oh, man, oh, that food is going to taste so good. And them drinks going to taste so good. And I'm going to sleep so good. And it's like you get a four-day weekend, you know what I'm saying? Because you off Thursday or you off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday. Um, but I remember talking to the game before, talking to the guys before the game. And I was like, look. I know Thanksgiving is later on today, but right now it's time to eat. And I went into this whole, like, dinner time, let's eat our opponents, Hannibal Lecter, who's hungry, pregame speech. And it worked. Them boys was out there like rabid animals. It was a good one, man. Thanksgiving games, especially for the teams that aren't necessarily in the hunt, like the highlight of your season and now for the teams that are in it it's just a reminder on the big stage of how good they really are so for cole and the bills like yeah they're eight and three but does the world really know how good the bills are well here's your chance on thanksgiving day this is a holiday that reminds us of the importance of gratitude Jalen is in a new city on a new team with a new daughter born just a few weeks ago there's a lot to be thankful for.
3: Man, I'm thankful for uh, I'm thankful for my daughters first and foremost. And I'm thankful for the new beginnings and the fresh starts of my life. I'm thankful for my lady. I'm thankful for everything that she's done and the support that she's always given me through everything, been through a lot. She's stuck by my side and been a real one. I'm thankful for just all my family and friends, really, and my my new teammates. I'm even thankful for, you know, my former teammates and my former situation that I was in because without that, it wouldn't have brought me to where I am now. So I'm thankful for a lot, man.
1: And Cole sounds like a man just taking it all in, appreciating every breath.
2: I don't know. Really, I'm just enjoying every day, dude. Uh, my perspective has kind of shifted so much just this past year, and really I'm just, I'm just thankful to, to be alive and get to do what I always wanted to do as a kid, even though it may not have been what I thought it was going to be at all times. But, you know, I got a I got an awesome wife that takes care of me and takes care of my kids when I'm gone and allows me to do what I do. And I got beautiful kids and they're all healthy. I don't know, man. There's a lot to be thankful for in life. It's hard to just narrow down everything. You know what I mean? I don't know. The little things that maybe people... Maybe lose sight of with with other things that, that's going on. I, I definitely have lost sight of it before getting so caught up in my job and football and trying to be this or trying to be that. You know what I mean. So it, it's easy to get caught up in that shit and and lose what's what's important. And because you're not you're not happy with maybe where you are, or what you're doing, and you kind of forget who you do it for and and what matters most. Sometimes, but this has been the best year for me so far. in in my life of really appreciating all of those things and all the people that I have in my life and just really appreciating the next day that comes, you know. And it's definitely been a a happier way to live for sure. Liv, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving?
0: The fact that I'm able to just, you know, come back and play football again, um, it's been up and down type of thing. Um, last year, I had to set out a whole year of football to try to get, you know, a contract that I wanted and I, that I ultimately end up getting a lot of security and guaranteed money and things like that. And I'm thankful that I came back and I was able to play this year. I'm healthy. You know, I got to play with an organization that I, I grew up loving with the New York Jets. You know, not not too many people get to play for their family's favorite team. You know, I was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then me growing up, I was a New York Jets fan. And not too many people get to play for both of their, you know, both of their family team and their favorite team, you know, and, and at the highest level of, of football. And I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. I wouldn't change not one thing, you know. I think God put me in this situation for a reason. I'm just, you know, just getting started, you know. I'm still 27. I still am at a, at a young age. I still feel like I have a lot of football ahead of me. I feel great, you know. And especially taking that year off, it was like, it really, like, kind of reset my body back. The things that I was feeling in 2017, you know, if it was like my shoulder or my foot or, you know, my knee or whatever it was, I didn't come into 2019 feeling it. And that's the beauty about it. You know, so this year I've been making sure I'm, I am stayed on top of my body and and, and not you know, doing too much and making sure each and every week that, you know, I got the game healthy. And I have been, you know, fortunately, I haven't even had to play much football the last two, three weeks um, just because we've been having big wins. So it's like my body is really just feeling good right now. So um, I'm really thankful for that.
1: Thanksgiving is a time for family, parades, and football. All of that, but let's get real. It's really about the food, and everyone has a different Thanksgiving dish that they love. Cole, what's yours?
2: I like the sides, dude. I like the I like the mac and cheese, the, the candy yams, the sweet potatoes. I only really like the same thing basically. The dressing, uh, ooh, and the pot, the desserts too, the pies. I don't know. The t- the turkey is just like I don't know. It's supposed to be there. I don't know. It's It's turkey, you know, it's not much, not much crazy things you can do with turkey. I I think I like the, like a honey ham better than, better than turkey, really, on Thanksgiving. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a side guy in the, oh, and the rolls, the rolls too. I'm a big roll guy. Make some like doughy, doughy, warm rolls, dude. I'm all in, I guess so. I I thought, I thought everybody caught it dressing. (laughs) Maybe
3: so. We'll, we'll see when we get there. Jalen, how about you? A favorite part of Thanksgiving meal is, I, I'm a sides guy. I like sides with my Thanksgiving meal a little bit more than I actually, you know, like like turkey and ham. I would say, like, I'm a I'm a big macaroni and cheese guy. I like macaroni and cheese. I like greens, too. Yeah, my mom, my grandma, they, you know, cook together, switch it up. I'm a big fan of hot water cornbread, too. I cannot forget about the hot water cornbread. That's a down south thing, but hot water cornbread, busting.
1: Now, Lev has a favorite dish that might not be on your table this year.
0: I know it's going to be about half people who love this answer and there's going to be half people who don't, but Chits links. I love Chitlins. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like it simply because of the smell of the house and things like that or exactly what it is, but yeah, Chitlins is what I love too. I'm, I'm not really a turkey guy. I don't know why, I just never been. I don't really like turkey like that, but I'm more of a sides guy. Like I eat a whole bunch of sides, like mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and dressing or stuffing, whatever people call it. Potato salad, baked beans, like, I go crazy on the sides, like, every time. I'm, I'm not really the meat guy. Those are my things. Mac and cheese and chitlins with a lot of hot sauce. Just douse it with hot sauce, baby. Chitlin is a black
1: pastime,
0: and I haven't had it.
1: Not every black dude has had chitlins. I mean, you know, I, I had the traditional, the turkey, the honey-baked ham, the mac and cheese, the greens. You know what I'm saying? The stuffing with the cranberry. I, I know this is stereotypical, but I used to think that all white people had some type of casserole with raisins in it at their (laughs) Thanksgiving. So we got three white guys in here, and uh, one raised his hand and said, yep, we do. That's what I'm talking about. See, these are the conversations that bring America together. We have a special guest to close out our show this week. You may not know Dominic Shambroni a.k.a. the shoe surgeon by name, but you've probably seen his work. He creates wearable art, custom kicks for athletes and musicians. He recently worked with Nike to create a pair of gold kicks to celebrate LeBron crossing the 30,000-point milestone. And our guy Jalen has been a fan for a while. Ahead of Jalen's Monday night matchup with the Ravens, Jalen sat down with the shoe surgeon and talked creativity, Jalen's move from the Jordan brand to Adidas and some of the wildest shoes the shoe surgeon has ever been asked to create. This is the
3: first special guest we've had, non-athlete special guest on 17 Weeks. We got Dominic Cimbroni, more famously known as the Shoe Surgeon. Y'all follow him on Instagram, at the shoe surgeon. Appreciate
4: it, man. Thanks for having me.
3: Man, no doubt, man. I'm glad we got to link up. Quick backstory, man. I've been blowing this man DMs up. He probably tired of me. <laughs> he, he posts something. I'm like, yeah, I need that one. I need that one. I need that one, too. We got to get something in the works, man. yeah. we got to get something in the works. That's just going to kill the people. I'm out here in L.A. now, man. We, we got to get something going. We will, though. I ain't, I'm not too much worried about it. We just going to have a quick conversation, throw some questions back and
4: forth, and, and we are going to keep it rolling, all right? Tell us how you got in the shoe game. Man, I started, uh, I got into the shoe game when I was in high school. My cousin let me wear her original 1985 Jordan 1s, and I wore those at school, and everyone kind of flipped. They're tripping out, so I just knew I had to keep searching for that, that, that heat, and then eventually everyone had the same shoes on, so I painted a pair of shoes in high school. And then from there was, I mean, the rest is history. How'd you paint them? I just took an airbrush and had model paint and just painted camouflage print all over it. I mean, I walked into school that next day, and the, the paint chipped off. But, I mean, it was dope that I was able to just, exp- you know, yeah. make something. in so. high school. Yep. Were you always artistic? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I was art- artistic at, uh, at a very young age. I was building Legos, counterfeiting things, and <laughs> doing all types of things at, you know, like age of six. I've only been in L.A. five years now. I'm from the Bay Area. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I'm— Glad that you made it out here, man. Now you got to come by the studio and come check it out.
3: Exactly. You know I will. I've been I've been in them DMs too much to not come check it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not crazy. I'm saying I've been up have been in them DMs like that. Y'all chill. Honestly, I look up to like artistic people, man. I think you had to got you got to have like a brilliant genius mind to be artistic. Cause I think about myself and it's like yeah, I'm gifted in football and you know maybe a couple other athletic areas and other areas in my life but I have not one creative bone in my body. Like, I can't think of a, a shoe concept. You can't give me a piece of construction paper and say, yo, draw something dope. If you're going to get some
4: stick figures and some a football. Like, you're not.
3: So I, think, I think it's dope. just
4: it's, it's also just like how you, how you can bring it out. Like, I don't draw. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't just design. When I started, I just started building things to life. So it's kind of like, you know, you say you're not, you know, artistic. But then you guys said this is the first non athlete that you have on the show. But I look at myself as an athlete in a different sense. Just like you know, you are artistic in a different sense as well. It's just you know, what's your platform?
3: I like that. I like that. Y'all heard that? That's what uninterrupted is about. We talk. We about more than an athlete. He more than a shoe surgeon. <laughs> he, he, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man. I was. So I was
4: feel like an athlete. Nah, that's the, and, way, the, the way, way he approached it. The way I look at it was, you know, I was sitting with g uh, a few months ago, and he said, what's the favorite shoe you did? I said, what's your favorite song you did? You know what I mean? Like, wh- mm. you know, what's your favorite game? You know, what's the favorite touchdown you scored? You know, like, what is, it, you know, like, it just, it's never ending.
3: That's true. If you had to pick one, what's your favorite shoe? I, I haven't made Tough.
4: it. I haven't made it yet.
3: Tough. I say the same thing. I'm like, man, what's your what's your favorite play? It's the one I ain't made yet. <laughs> it's the one I hope I'm gonna make on Monday night. Yep. It's the one I ain't made yet, I promise
4: you. <laughs> so I got a question for you. What's up? So what's up? Uh when did you sign with Adidas?
3: Man, I signed with Adidas in uh either late April or May. Okay. I was with uh I was with the Jordan brand for three years, my first three years, rookie year, second year, and uh last year. And I ain't gonna lie, I loved it. I mean, I right? How you can't love Jordan? The elite packages, everything they sent. We had every shoe. I'm talking about from the top of the top to the team Jordan that we didn't really want, but we had them anyway. Yeah. Every piece of clothing that we wanted, we had everything. Um, it was a dope partnership. I was, you know, thinking about resigning with them, and I wanted to. You know, they had the offers out there, but then Adidas came, and Adidas flew me and the fam out to Portland, out uh, to the headquarters, and. Man, the presentation they put together, everything just made sense. Letting me, I just, it's crazy. I just said I'm not really the most creative person, but letting me be creative with them. yeah. Letting me have some of that energy. let me have some of that input into my cleats, my gloves, my shoes, my outfits, everything. That was important to me because I'm like, man, it's not many people in the football game, especially, who get to step into that space. Um, you got O, Odell, of course who is a superstar in, in his own, so he got to step into that space, right? There's not many others, football-wise, who you can just truly say and have input on everything that's going on with them and their partnership with a brand. So that was important to me, and that partnership has been going extremely well so far. Is there any, uh, like, an original silhouette coming, any sneakers? Man, we, we got some stuff in the works. All right. I was just checking tracking actually, before I walked up <laughs> in here, I got some... Uh, some hopefully some some cleats coming in that ain't nobody else with it with adidas gonna have caught in. are you do, right?
4: did they do some custom shoot uh cleats for you for the my
3: cause Oh uh, yeah for sure nice for sure them gonna come out i think my cause is week 13 yeah so
4: that's in a few weeks I'm, I'm working on uh i think three pairs of adidas right now for a couple guys yeah see that's what i gotta get i gotta get on that level <laughs> shout out
3: to the nfl for real though shout out to the nfl And shout out to you, man. But, yeah, we got it,
4: man. I just need Adidas to send my cleats straight to you. Exactly. I mean, that's what a lot of the guys are doing. You know, I got to come over to your closet, grab all your Adidas, bring them over and chop some stuff up and put something together. Say no more. I think— Come
3: to the— Hey, (laughs) if you want to come to the closet, grab whatever shoes you want in there.
4: I think it's huge that that they let you be creative and they kind of give you uh, the opportunity to tell them what you like and Mm -hmm. what's best for you because, I mean, to be in the NFL, it's like you said, you know— no one besides Oh can is really moving yeah. in a different way, and it's tough. And you know, I work with the MLB guys, NFL, NBA, and you know, you guys have a tough job to Do for sure. to like you know be individuals mm-hmm. and to stand out and and to be your own person. But then to follow a uniform and you know listen to you know what the brands are telling you because it's not like the NBA where you're selling more shoes. Right. Like you're not selling these cleats like they're selling shoes exactly. So it's like the, the Companies don't want to put the time and money into it, which I get it now. Like started as a artist and now more into the business side, and it's like it's, it's very expensive to develop something, yep. especially unique for you because it's maybe it's not for the kid who's going to be spending the money. So, I mean, you look at it from both sides, but at the end of the day, it's you know what you want. Exactly. That's he.
3: He really just touched on all of it. It's super tough for football players. We're so strict in our uniform and what we got to wear, like he just said, it doesn't sell as much. I mean, it's hard for a lot of guys to have that persona and that personality because unless you're one of the top dogs in the league, people only know you by your number and you got a helmet on. So for people to see your face and for you to be able to do things differently, that was all... What I was about to go with Adidas, I was all what I was about, kind of pushing my brand and pushing the brand out there a little bit more. Well, next time you go up to Portland, let me know. I can come sit in the meeting with you too. Say no more. See? <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> you right next in the meeting with me. They gonna you got some you got some uh some ideas, Jalen? I don't. <laughs> I know who do. All right,
4: we're gonna going we gonna cook up something for yep. sure though. What kind of jack is that? Fear God? Yeah. What what are some of your favorite fashion brands right now?
3: Favorite fashion brands? Fear God. I love Fear God. I even got on Fear God um, sweatpants right now. I'm rocking with Fear God heavy right now. Uh, I love Kaiser Clark. Uh, I wore a dope jacket to the game the other day. Rude. I like Rude, of course. I got on Rude yeah. shoes right now. Kith, of course, they got everything.
4: Well, what's the vibe? You like comfy? You like little I'm a little bit of
3: everything? I'm like a, I'm not, I'm a super comfy fashion guy. Like, yeah. If I can throw a, throw a fit on, feel confident, but it's like super comfortable, I'm all for it. Like, yeah. I only wear Miri jeans, really, just cause I think they comfortable. Yeah, like fear guy, like I got sweatpants on, but I think they swaggy. <laughs> like I think they swaggy sweatpants, cause yeah. they, you know fear guy he be doing his thing. So yeah, I'm I'm like a comfy fashion guy. What about you?
4: Yeah, I'm about the same. I mean, you wouldn't know it, but these are uh, I can't even pronounce the the name. It's an <laughs> Italian fashion brand. I'm just I like to be comfortable, man. Yeah. And I work all the time. Like when I'm going to the studio, I'm. You know, it's actually been cold for LA. This is cold, just so you know. I feel good, baby. I feel good, baby. <laughs> you come into the studio, it's a little cold for me. But um I like Jerry. Jerry's killing it right now. Killing it. All the guys you mentioned are, you know, friends, so they're all doing very well, especially representing LA. Yeah. Other than that, I mean Margella yeah. is pretty hot. Fendi has some heat right now. Some more crazy high fashion stuff, but it's that loud stuff.
3: I ain't never really got on the Fendi train. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't got on that yet.
4: Maybe I'm slacking right now. I mean, I really had to shout out because I got a collaboration in the works. Oh yeah, hey, say no,
3: (laughs) say no. Hey, make sure we get that in there, then. (laughs) Just that part. Cut cut that out. Cut this, but get that in there, though. Give him a shout out. I ain't mad at you. We talked about a few brands. We talked about Adidas. You know, oh, with Nike. What's your favorite brand to deal with when it comes to possibly cutting up shoes? Yeah re reworking stuff and uh have you ever got any backlash or is everybody more so like yo this is dope because that's how i look at it yeah. like when i saw you do those purple uh the purple fours the louis v fours for odell the people at jordan you know i knew them for, for some years and i knew met mj no mj uncle mike and he got to look at them and he's like man i know they made
4: mine but they fire though <laughs> like they cold though I mean it's it's tough. I've spoke on this a little bit before but like, you know, I've worked with Jordan Brand on things, collaborations. I've worked with Nike on some LeBron stuff. I've worked with Adidas on some projects. And, you know, if it wasn't for Jordan Brand, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, like I don't know if I'm speaking for you as well, but I want to be here where I'm at because of that first Jordan that kind of like, you know, inspired mm-hmm. me to choose to customize shoes to make that my industry to make that my passion and something that I I wanted to do and now I mean it's it's tough because you know the brands like it the brands don't like it you know they can't control some things and they don't want to and they want to do it themselves and I was doing some really dope stuff with Adidas and then that kind of cut back and I think the bigger that I've been getting the less like they want to work because it's just it's just a tough it's a tough spot to be in you know what I mean I that's, definitely understand that. That's why I teach too now, because it's not even about me. It's about spreading the knowledge of learning how to do something that that you thought you'd never do. That's like my my passion is to continue to teach, so it builds something bigger than me.
3: Right, right. Talk to me a little bit about. Um, you said you teaching, so what you got workshops going on?
4: Yeah, so I got f- I got Tell me f- about the workshop. <laughs> yeah, I got classes every other month. I've had a class in Paris. We have classes in London, Hong Kong, Toronto, and it's basically a four day a shoemaking course where people fly from all over the world just to come learn how to take apart a shoe and put it back together. Mm. I've done Stan Smith classes, Air Force One, Jordan One, of course, is the most popular. The classes I started three years ago, I went to Brooklyn to teach a class. I said, bring whatever shoe you want. So everyone had a different shoe. And then I taught that class and I thought I was going crazy because it was the dumbest thing to do to (laughs) have people all do the different shoe. And then I streamlined it a little bit more. And now It's been probably one of the most satisfying thing for for me and everyone involved in in the brand and the company because we're changing lives. It's not just here, make a shoe. These people come from all over the world, from whatever background, and they do this, and then it overcomes like something, challenges in their life to get to the next part of their life. And that's like the the biggest accomplishment I can have is to help change someone's life.
3: Big ups for that. That's major. You say you're from the Bay. I know you're from the Bay. I'm a part of the L.A. Rams, but, you know, the 49ers, they in our division. I, I was still uh, in Jacksonville when they played them the first time, and they they got the Rams. But that's your squad?
4: Man, no, this is this is the, the funny part. The twist is I don't follow sports.
3: Ooh, yeah, we getting into it now. So,
4: like, it's a funny story. Shout out to uh, Devin Booker. But uh, I was at a dinner with Odell and a bunch of guys, and they introduced me to Devin Booker, and I said, yo, what sport do you play? <laughs> and I felt like a, I felt like an idiot because I I'm didn't just know. out here getting buckets. <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's huge. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> like I, I'm so busy and wrapped up with like what I do. All I know his name from was from the Air Force One. Of course, now yeah, I know. But it's like for me, I love athletes more than just the sport because of how challenging it is to become a professional athlete. Because I know how challenging it is to do what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So I can only really imagine. Uh, at that level So I don't have a team man It's more about It's about relationships With players Like yeah. you know Travis Kelsey's playing right now Yep Travis Kelsey's a homie Yo did so. y'all Did
3: y'all see them shoes He did for Travis Kelsey I know y'all did They went viral
4: Which one the LeBrons The LeBrons Yeah those Oh were
3: my god LeBron like those too <laughs> I told y'all I'd be in the man DMs I hit him up I'm like yo I need them But look he was looking out for me though He was like I, I need to get the Adidas uh, the, the three stripes on them. I'm like man We'll talk about that later
4: we got to pave away way for some Adidas, something that you're doing. Yeah, for sure, man.
3: We're gonna link up for real and get and get something going. Odell got the best cleats in the game right now. That's you know a given. You did a couple pair for him, right? Yeah.
4: Tell us about a uh, about getting them in and and doing them. Yeah, man. I'm just working with with O has been uh, has been amazing because he's a he's a creative. Uh, person, but he can. He's also stylish and can, yeah. and can wear it. You know, he has the name to to push it as well. And um, yeah, we did a few cleats, and uh, you know, it's been a little challenging to be honest to have my hand on some things that the brand needs to have their hands on. Yeah. So right now, I'm working on I think three or four pairs of cleats for My Cause My Cleats for, with the NFL. So we got some big things coming with um, some other athletes, some other players. Yeah, I'm just excited to be able to actually create my art at this level. You know, like Like, a professional athlete like yourself, it's amazing that I'm able to create something for you guys to play in in a game that is just huge for me. So, you know, working with him, working with any athlete or even any artist or person, it's just, it's a blessing that I'm able to turn my craft into a business and be able to feed my kids and right. and, and, and grow. So,
3: What are some other athletes you're working with who uh who can
4: wear it in the game? You know, I've actually made shoes for uh, Kyle Kuzman to play in, in the game. He actually got MVP the time he wore my, my shoes. Now he's with Puma, so now I gotta help him yeah, on the Puma nah side. Now he's in Puma. <laughs> uh, Puma doing it big. They trying to get everybody, huh? They just need to they need the creative behind it. Actually, yeah. they got Ruigi right now. So hopefully they make some moves over there. That's I don't even remember some of these guys' names. You know what I mean? If, if, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't hit me in the in the DM and then constantly, then I saw you move to LA, I'm like, oh, Yeah, he's talking about <laughs> constantly. I was in there motherfucker. <laughs> and then, no, because I was with uh Todd Gurley came by and then Todd TG. And then that's when he was at the studio the day you got you were moving to LA. And I was like, I put everything together. I was like, oh shit. They, message you yeah, yeah yeah, but it's like if i just treat another athlete like another client another person right. it's just have you ever made a shoe yet
3: i've never made a shoe. Oh man
4: you gotta come learn i've never you, made a you'd shoe. be surprised how creative you can get when it's actually just in front of you it's not like there's a piece of paper and a pen and it's kind of like guided through and you can build whatever you want so tell me about the process a little bit tell me about how you is it tougher to take it apart or put it back together that's a good question no, I think put it back together. Put it back together. But taking it apart, you have to take it apart nicely, which we teach in the class as well. But you Like they say, destroy to create, which I don't fully uh, believe. I think you have to take something apart nicely to recreate it. So it's not like I'm destroying something. I'm making something more beautiful. It's like a puzzle. You have to take it apart, a 3D puzzle. You have to figure out how to make the mold to last, which I'm sure you're a little bit more familiar with since you're working with Nike on mm-hmm. your earth. So excuse me, with Adidas on your own cleats. You know, they're molding your feet. That's how we do it. Like originally when I started, I used to just slap paint on it and sew on top of it, glue some stuff together. And now I'm completely uh, taking them apart and rebuilding them just like a shoe brand would. We see a,
3: a lot, especially in football and what we do. A lot of guys get our, we get our cleats customized or printed up with something on them. But what you do is in a different lane. It's in a lane that nobody else has really tapped into yet. Besides you, at this at this level, it's not what you just said. It's not just you know throwing paint on there or screen print on there. Right. You taking it apart, literally exactly what a brand does. You taking a full shoe apart, molding it, putting it together, and making it ten times better than anything we've ever seen. I appreciate Yo, that. That's
4: dope. I appreciate that's that. Dope.
3: And no, ain't nobody else tapped into that type of lane. That's that type of energy, dog. In my mind, it's like you a genius. <laughs> Like for him to tap into this lane, nobody else has, and to do it at this high of a level, this elite of a level, yo, that I can't do nothing but respect that. I appreciate it. What's
4: the oddest request you've ever had? The oddest request, I think I've, I think I've said this in an interview before, but it was, um, fuck, what's the rapper's name? Hold on. I
3: knew it had to be a rapper though, huh?
4: And white, white, <laughs> white rapper. The fuck was his name with all the tattoos? Post Riff Raff. Riff Raff. yeah, shit. That is it. That's it. Uh, they wanted his face molded into the bottom of the sole. Like coming out of the sole in like rubber. So it was pretty, It's pretty intense. You poured it off? We never ended up doing it. Ah. It's too expensive. Dang. The price to like to, to be, I, I can do that. But the price to do it is, it's expensive to yeah. do. But I mean, we can do anything. I'm putting gold and diamonds on a shoe to, you know, molding my own soles. Just about anything. So I can do it. It's just if they have the money. Yeah, I heard the man. His value is unmatched. First of all, and it's not even about the value. It's about how much how much work it costs. It goes, so, yeah. yeah, how much it actually costs. Like <laughs> a few people hit me up today. They wanted the purple, um, the LV AJ ones that I did, and it's like asking me for for free or for a discount. I'm like, it costs me. It, m- Insane amount of money you even make. Like, what? You, should I give you money? You want me to give you cash? Exactly. Like, don't you, don't
3: hit don't hit this man up <laughs> for all that fire with a hundred dollar budget. I mean, that's what I'm telling y'all. He ain't gotta say it. I'm gonna say it for him. Don't hit this man up with no hundred dollar budget. Thinking
4: you finna get them uh, the LV ones. It ain't happening. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's more tough for me because I'm I'm I think more accessible than just a normal brand. Yeah and I'm creating art I think people don't understand it still you know you see a shoe from adidas it's 180 dollars or something from another brand it's you know it's this price and people don't understand you know how much it actually costs exactly. like i have to right so that's 180 dollars sometimes if it's a travis scott i'm paying resale 1000 bucks 2000 mm-hmm. just for the sole yep so that's baked into the cost so sometimes the shoes are up to 2 3 grand just to make yeah, it's crazy.
3: Going off of that, what's the uh, maybe not favorite, but what's what's the best request you ever gotten, or or a request that you wanted from like somebody who's reached
4: out, or somebody you like? Oh, dang, they want to, yeah, here. Yeah, Pharrell Williams hit me up. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. Um, he he was uh he was one of my role models, someone I always looked up to, fashion, music, for, yeah, culture, sure. just everything. I actually met him when I was 19 in uh, New York City when I, I lived in the East Coast. I lived well. I lived in Charlotte for a year, and I drove up to New York, met him, and it was just like, it was just mind-blowing, like, this is the, the guy, you know? And uh, I reached out, I think, a year ago, and I did all pink uh, alligator Timberlands. Yo, that's dope. And that shit was crazy. Pharrell <clears throat> is somebody who can push the
3: culture. Yeah. Like, fashion, music, everything. Been popping for a while, still popping. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have kind of been the same. I would have been like starstruck for yeah, no, sure. That was
4: I'm, that was dope. I mean, I did something this last year for LeBron that was huge with with Nike, all gold. LeBron sixteen, sorry, the fifteen. It was an amazing project. There was gold and diamonds on it, and it was to show love for the thirty hitting thirty thousand points. That was amazing to do. It took a, a long time to make. I'm sure, that was great just to be able to work with such a an amazing brand, an athlete as Yo. well. Man, that's dope right there. But uh, you said Pink Tim's? I made myself a pair there so far. Yeah? <laughs> they're loud, but they're dope. Yeah, them definitely you, you, loud. You catch anyone's eye. If Pharrell can pull it off, though, huh?
3: <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, players getting fined or players being limited or restricted for cleat customization on the field? Because I know personally for me and for players, I can speak on all of us, we hate it. We hate getting fined. For going out there wearing some dope-ass cleats. It ain't taking away nothing from the game. And sometimes it's still in the same color as our uniform. And you still might get fined for it. I've said this a bunch before. I think the NFL needs to loosen up on some of these rules. Because, you know, people are already calling us the no-fun league. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And you don't really want to be known as the no-fun league. I mean, at the end of the day, we still America's game. So it's a game, and I love playing the game. But it's also entertainment, too. Yep. And I think that's the best time to be a fan of the game is when there is good football and good entertainment. They get my blood boiling right there. But no, th- uh, what do I mean, you think about it? I think,
4: I think, you know, you're on point. I think that, you know, I've been working with the NFL pretty closely. I think they're all, you know, they're slowly making changes to make it to the point where, They're going to allow it or they're going to figure out a way how to continue to let it grow. I mean, it's been more lenient. They started doing Mm -hmm. My Cause to try to do it there. But it's like, I think that's the way it's going to go. But I also think the brands are going to, they're actually doing that already. The brands are already doing custom cleats for the guys. Um, So it's going to take away from customizers in that sense. But I think... You should wear, you know, as long as you're wearing your jersey and it follows some guidelines. Like, let speak. It's that's thank you. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for shoes for me, then I wouldn't be in this position right now. And it's like shoes are something they're special, and it makes you feel a certain way, and make you play better, and it makes, like you said, it's uh, yep, it's a show, like it's uh, entertainment. So, what other better way to than to be a part of it, even through the shoes? Exactly. Dion said it best. When you look good, yep. you feel good. If you feel good, you You play play
3: good. good. And if you play good, they pay good, baby. (laughs) You you feel me? I know I got that mindset. (laughs) Yeah,
4: that that was me growing up. I played played soccer. I had to look good first. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. First, and then I played played good.
3: I don't know if people don't really believe this, but that's for real. That's dead ass, man. Y'all would be surprised at how many people— be in the locker room in front of the mirror trying to make sure I swag right before we go out there. That's dead serious, man. If you in the uniform good,
4: in the uniform? Yeah, in the uniform.
3: Okay. We be trying to still swag it out as best as we can. Y'all be surprised at how many people be in the mirror trying to get our face paint right. Yeah. Trying to make sure I, you know, our shirt untucked just a little bit, not too much so we don't get a fine. <laughs> make sure I make sure our socks covered our knees so we don't get a fine, but got a little scrunches in them. We be in front of that mirror like. Really trying to make sure we look good because we know if we look good, we're going to go out there and we're going to feel good and yeah. we're going to play good. That's really our mindset. So that's something for real, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having having you on here, man. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks for having me out. This was dope. We're going to we gonna have to link up for sure. I'm going to have to get Adidas to send all my stuff your way. I'm going to have to get over there to the shop. I'm going to have to learn how
4: to do this. Yeah, man. Maybe you could just, yeah, you can do, do them yourself. Yeah. That would be dope, huh? <laughs> that would be dope. You're gonna have to teach we'll me. Just, we'll just switch one day. I'll play in the game
3: and you uh you can. Oh man. Y'all heard he's gonna he gonna he gonna be out there LA Rams number 20. We're gonna have to link up for sure. Thank you, bro. I admire your work, admire everything that you're doing. Um I wish I was as as, as creative as you. Y'all go follow Dom at the shoe surgeon on Instagram. Twitter,
4: anything else? That's it. On Twitter, same thing. MySpace. Hell yeah. My <laughs> we're gonna bring MySpace back. <laughs> Give me in the top eight I can always
1: get behind a dude Who helps guys show their personality Through what they wear Like Dion said If you look good, you feel good If you feel good, you play good If you play good, they pay good And that is right Trust me, I know Cha-ching. I hope you liked this episode of 17 Weeks This show was brought to you by Uninterrupted and XM. You can listen to it on demand on XM And for free on the Pandora app This show is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when every new episode drops on Thursdays. And if you like what you heard, which I know you do, don't front, fam. Make sure you share the show and spread the love. I'm your host, Nate Burleson. Shout out to my co-hosts, Le'Veon Bill, Jalen Ramsey, and Cole Beasley. This show is produced by Gabe Goodwin, Ben Redman, Mike Midas, Matt Ford, Josh Rodriguez, and Paul Idemiller. Sound design and music by Steve Porter. And our executive producer is TD St. Matthew Daniel from Uninterrupted. Special shout out on this episode to Jalen's guest, the shoe surgeon, and to all of you putting in work on the Thanksgiving Day table. I'm talking about those making the mac and cheese. The yams, the yams with the marshmallows on top, you know what I'm saying? Them pies, oh, them pies. Oh, you got to get that turkey, but make sure it's juicy, though. Don't get that dry turkey, man, because we'll kick you out the house, you come with that dry turkey. And if you're going to deep fry because I know y'all cats in the South be like, I smoke my turkey, you smoke yours, I deep fry mine. Man, y'all ain't Emerald. Or guy Fieri. All right, just get the regular turkey. But that candy ham. Oh, that candy ham. Got the cherries on it with the pineapples. Oh, I like sweet potato pie. Rest in peace, Pops. Till next week. It's 17 weeks.
4: We out.